Hello. Hi, John. Merry Christmas, Merlin. <laughs> Merry Christmas, John. Did you get all your holiday shopping done? Oh, you know, <laughs> ah, this was the first year where I, yes, at least for at least for my little girl, mm-hmm. I started stockpiling Christmas presents a long time ago. Oh, I have an anecdote. John, let's just say what we got to say. This is our very, mm-hmm. very special annual. We never miss it. We look forward to this all year. This is our very, very special Christmas Day episode. It really is. It really is fun. And you guys should go back and listen to all the Christmas episodes. <laughs> all the great Christmas episodes. Um, uh, no, we just got to be We got to be straight with our listeners that we yeah. don't want you to miss a drop of this goodness. Uh, so we're pre-recording. The episodes that will run on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And uh, so, <laughs> you know, uh, we'll have these ready to post. So if anything happens, if there's any kind of... I know you and Ken are working on what to do in the event of an apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So hopefully these will live on beyond us. But if it seems a little strange, it's because we're recording them a little early. We recorded these in June. In June. Oh, my and, gosh. It's so hot. Yeah. It's just Ugh. so hot. Okay. Here's Stop. the thing. Okay. Mm. Um. I had reason to go to a retail store, I want to say it was probably maybe before Thanksgiving, but for the sake of argument, we'll say it was right after Thanksgiving. I think it was before Thanksgiving. I went in, and I was greeted by someone in the store. You know what that person said to me? You know what they said? They said, y'all done with your Christmas shopping? Mm. Y'all done with your Christmas shopping? Y'all done with your Christmas shopping? I was like, what, 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 what? I hope no one told you to say that because that's a horrible thing to say to someone. No one's ever oh, finished with their, especially then. I, I mean, like uh, as we record this in June, um, now I'm kind of just really getting into the into the swing of it now. But, but are you are you being straight up? Are, are you have you been thinking ahead about your little girl's Christmas? Well, yeah, and I think it started back. It started back around Halloween. Um, well, actually. No, I think so. I made the mistake of celebrating her half birthday when oh. she was three or something yeah, like that. You feel like you've created a precedent there. I did. And her half birthday has, has since become just as, if not more important than her real birthday. She knows she's going to celebrate her real day, birthday, but she really feels like she needs to assert her half birthday. And so, right around her half birthday, I think I ordered her some... <laughs> you did this. It seems like yeah. such a sweet, sweet gesture, but you have no idea what yeah. is going to have yeah, staying yeah. power with a child. <laughs> She's going to be 16. You, you hope it's Brussels like... sprouts or something? <laughs> it could be the one time we decided we'll, we'll go out to dinner for your half birthday, and now, and now that's her official Jubilee coronation every year. It really is. And she's like, half birthdays are strawberry cupcakes. She's like... She started talking about the theme of her half birthday. I'm like, the theme? Whoa. She's like, I want it to be a superhero theme. I was like, the theme of your half birthday? There's a lot, what, lot wound up get... in, that, in that sentence. <laughs> but so right around her half birthday, I uh, ordered her several pairs. I have, a, I have a close friend who wears toe socks. Uh-huh. Oh, um, like actually, but you wear under shoes, but over feet. Yeah, she wears. She has these cute little toe socks that are, I think, uh, made in Japan. I don't know. Some they're, they're very really cute. cute little... And they're, my wife wears them for running because you get fewer uh, blisters and stuff. That's what they're meant for. I but think. But they're so cute and cozy. They're cute and cozy, and uh, and my pal, I don't think wears them for running, but she wears them for uh, like I don't know what climbing walls. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, at one point, Marlo. I'm sorry. 
Mm-hmm. At one point, yeah, Marlo, I've heard, everybody knows her name. Yeah. Hey, hello, uh, welcome. <laughs> found, so, uh, so did you know that John saw that? <laughs> yes, I did. Thank uh, you very much. Tweet. I stopped, uh, I stopped of, being able to control John's mouth a pretty long time ago. <laughs> that's the kind of tweet I'm, I'm looking forward to getting on Christmas Day. <laughs> so, uh, um, so we call, found that, one we of call these that Gary, the, we call another program I do, we call him Gary the Privacy Concern Clown. Mm. And, and he's mm-hmm. the concern troll who shows up in your menchies to say that you can see the reflection of your address in the toaster. You must get, get this a lot with the Instagram. <laughs> I do. Were you I aware do. That, that, that that can of corn is only available at this one particular store near your house? <laughs> yeah, somebody. What did somebody say the other day? They were like, "Oh, oh bad opsec, sir." Bad ops. Yeah, that's be- a bit. Yeah, that's that's be- my fault. Because I, because I posted a picture of an envelope that, if you used like the same technology that they used to look under girls' shirts, you know, right. like some kind of uh, uh, some kind of Photoshop technology. You put up. You said, put up. Uh, you put up. A, is this the photo of your diploma-shaped envelope? Yeah, yeah, right. my diploma. And someone said, "I can see the address, but." Ha-ha! Yeah. It's actually the address of my mom's old house. Oh, ho, ho. Who says so smart now? You, yeah, what are you going to do about it? They're going to go over there and they're going to talk to the current tenant and scrape some DNA <laughs> off the pillars and stuff. Can so I use gonna, your yeah. restroom? <laughs> <They're good. laughs> there's, a, there's a very distinct beard hair here. You know, uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, OPSEC people, my mom, when she sold that house... Basically converted it into a new house because she was because she's my mom and she was mm-hmm. like, well, I can't sell a house to somebody if the baseboards need to be recocked. Oh, and I was so like, she's like she's like a getaway driver wiping off the wheel, but for a house. Oh, insane! I mean, you see so many houses where it's like where people are the photographs at at the real estate listings, they have like real dolls sitting on the furniture. I mean, there are houses for sale where it's really gross. And she's in there. She spent two and a half months. She and Peter in there, like scraping and painting. Wow. Scraping and painting. Anyway. So, uh, so she wants toe socks. We found a toe sock and she was like i love this where's the other one and i was like i don't know i don't know how you find one toe sock floating around the house hmm. and so she had this one toe sock and then about i don't know a month later another differently colored toe sock showed up hmm. at which point i couldn't find the first toe sock and i was like i was very confused there was a pink toe sock there was a blue toe sock and i'm uh, I, i'm uh, and 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 she was confused. We were both very confused. Like I know the other, I know the other one was pink. I know the other one was a left hand foot. But now that I found this blue one, I'm uh-huh. questioning everything. Oh right? man! And it sounds like a gaslighting. It was. It felt like that. But then it took me several months, I guess, to figure out. Oh, my friend who wears toe socks also has. A uh, an individual affectation where she wears one shoe of one color and the other shoe of another. Oh, that's color. fun! It's a lot of fun, and I didn't realize it extended to socks, mm-hmm. but in fact, it did. So I was able finally to find both and combine them into one off set of toe socks. But my daughter is not into that. She does not want her socks to be unmatchy. She wants them to be matchy. Mm-hmm. So I ordered her a bunch of matchy toe socks for her half birthday. But because of the miracles 
that are entwined in the Prime membership at Amazon, they did not arrive in time. Oh, no. But I, but I'm not somebody that's like, you're going to get a big present on your half birthday. I just, they didn't come. And I was like, well, they didn't come. So I had them and I'm like, I don't want to be, you know, I've already established a half birthday problem. I don't want to be the dad that is trickling presents out. I'm trickling half birthday presents out a week later. Right. That's, that's another, that's another bad precedent. Yeah. Or, or like, the like mid, the, our Midwestern thing, where like, whenever you make anybody, you have somebody over for dinner or something like that, like, it's, it's not, I still do this, where I'm like apologizing through the meal for things I didn't do or I wanted to do differently. <laughs> and it's like, you know, the things, you don't stop for a minute and go like, well, first of all, that's not fun for the people who are right. there. It also <laughs> kind of makes... Know. <laughs> they don't know. And it makes it about you for no reason. And now you're creating this expectation where you're like, oh God, what's next? You know? That's oh you're smart so you caught yourself on the second one that's good I I did and so I put the now you know uh, one day it's that one day there is a one percent chance that she will listen to these shows uh, certainly a, a less than one percent chance that she will listen to these shows all the way through to the Christmas episode but she may have an AI or some machine learning right. that she can query. Right. Uh, so I'm going to give it away that what I did with the toe socks is I put them over the refrigerator in the cupboard over the refrigerator. Oh, nice. And that, that's where I think a lot of presents went. When I was a kid, that's where my dad kept his pistol. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> the thing over the refrigerator, it's just like, that's the hardest thing. That's the hardest place in the house to get to if you're a little kid. Mm-hmm. So the toe socks went up there. And then Halloween came. And right, right immediately... After Halloween, because we went through all this thing for three months. She's like, I want to be this. I want to be Moana. And I was like, whoa. And then she changed it, and she was like, I want to be Ninja Moana. And I'm Mm. like, fine. I'm trying to think of all the parts I need to get for that. And then she's like, I want to be Ninja Moana from Frozen. Oh. I was like, working on it, working on it. Okay. And then at the very last minute, she's like, I want to be a butterfly. And I'm like, okay, change, changing course. And then she's like, I want to be a ninja butterfly. From Moana. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and so we got her together for Halloween. She had like three, three different events to go to, and she had five different costumes because she likes to change costumes halfway through. And then two days later, she says, um... I got invited to a superhero party, and I want to be Supergirl. I was like, fine. And she said, it's today. Oh. Or tomorrow, like tomorrow. That's that's pretty and short notice for a Supergirl outfit. So I went on my Amazon Prime, because I still, I haven't been a Prime subscriber for very long. I know you have for a long time. But I still have this it has, idea. It hasn't become or, like a habit to you. No. And I still have a, a the sense of like, well, if you order it on Prime, it shows up immediately. Somebody right. comes on a drone or there's a dirigible or something that it'll be there. And so I ordered a superhero, Supergirl costume. And, I, I, you know, there are 25 different kinds. So I got the one that I thought was, you know, uh, going to last because I wanted to have it into, you know, take yeah. it to college or yeah. whatever. Get married in it. It did not arrive in time for the superhero costume. And she was stipulated that she, that this was a real superhero party and not a superhero party where daddy gets to invent a kind of superhero. You, it needs to be like a known brand or franchise. Right. I can't you just can't be, be like, like a pickle lady or something. 
No. Or I, <clears> and <throat> I think I roast beef person. I actually did go to a Halloween party of hers one time as Mr. Pickle. Mr. Pickle. Um, hmm. I just <clears throat> decided that that was a superhero and I was Mr. Pickle. That's I don't know how you knew that, but that <clears throat> that's actually one I've done. And she wasn't that impressed with that. And she is not. And she she knew in advance that there was a possibility that I was going to send her as uh, you know like Miss Flag Hero, <laughs> uh, dressed head to toe in like Canadian uh, nautical standards. <laughs> She was like, I want to be a real superhero. So Captain I was like, Ticket okay. Stub. <laughs> yeah, and she is, she's very into Supergirl. So I was like, Supergirl it is. Well, uh, anyway, she's so in the then, TV show? Uh, I think that a lot of this stuff she gets like second osmosis. or third hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she's super duper into Star Wars and she's never seen any Star Wars. That's a thing. She's got Dark Vader, everything. Mm-hmm. And, she, and I'm like, why is Dark Vader the one that you like? Mm-hmm. She's like, why is Dark Vader the one you like? What are you talking about? It's Dark Vader. I was like, yes, ma'am. She's got a Dark Vader uh, thermos. Wow. She's very into it. Uh, anyway, so Supergirl costume arrives too late for superhero party. And so she ends up going to superhero party as a kind of superhero that she and her father concocted but she took the lead on it so she was fine with it i think that she was butterfly ninja girl Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so anyway this nice super supergirl costume arrives and i'm like up above the refrigerator (gasps) right Uh uh-huh so now i've got toe socks and supergirl costume I'm just, I see. I get where you're going with this. Yeah. She doesn't know what wasn't there. That's right. It's an elaborate, has, long con shell game mm-hmm. involving Amazon she, Prime. I have already, I've already established that she wants a Supergirl costume a long time ago, mm-hmm. and she she's probably like moved on from it, but only because she didn't feel like it was in the offing. Mm-hmm. So all these things are going to arrive. And then there was a... I, I held off getting her Barbie stuff for a long time. Mm-hmm. We tried to. It, was, it, was, it came in the side door from relatives. For yep. us. <clears throat> yep, that's exactly right. They, they, they show up. I don't know how. Yeah. But I was somewhere, maybe an airport, a long time ago, and I bought her a Barbie uh, bicycle with like a bastic... And a little dog, maybe. It's got like 14 parts. And I I got it home, and I felt like at the time she was too... She'd only just gotten her first Barbie, and she was too young to have a... You know, this Barbie has like in the basket, it's got like a loaf of bread and a bottle of bourbon and, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like a like a pot pipe. It's, a, it's Juggalo Barbie. <laughs> and, this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com. Merry Christmas! Squarespace, happy holidays, happy everybody, happy everything. You gotta get on the Squarespace. You know about Squarespace. Why don't you start your, you know what? Start your year off right and you get on Squarespace. Because with Squarespace, you can create a beautiful website that'll turn your cool idea into a whole new website. It's a whole new thing. It's an online experience. You can showcase your work. 
You can blog or publish other kinds of text content. You can sell products and services, promote your physical or online business. You can announce upcoming events, special projects, all of this and more. How do they do it? How even do they do it? They do this by giving you beautiful templates created by world-class designers, powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online. You get the ability to customize the look and feel of your site, the settings, the products, all of that with just a few clicks. Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. It looks good on any device or dingus. And they have a new way to buy domains. You can choose from over 200 extensions. You get analytics to help you grow. <sighs> Built-in SEO, free and secure hosting. Nothing to patch or upgrade ever, ever, ever. And of course, they're award-winning 24 by 7 customer support. They're encouraging you to get out there and make it. Make it yourself. Make it stand out. Make it on your Squarespace. Hmm. If you're listening to this show, and I think you are, you probably know already that Roderick on the Line is now and has always been hosted on Squarespace. The audio files, the text files, the image files, it's all just in there. I love it to death. I'm a huge fan, and I can actually say I really recommend them. So go out right now. You go check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code SUPERTRAIN to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain, squarespace.com. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. And so that went up above the fridge, too, and now she's old enough for it. <laughs> uh-huh. So, it, but oh, it's just, I, so, just so we're clear, uh, it is a, uh, a typical, it's not like a Lego thing. It's an actual Barbie-sized Barbie set. Yes, okay. it is. It's a big. It's a. It's a full-on bicycle that Barbie can ride. It's a pretty nice little thing. <clears throat> and then the last thing that went up above the fridge was I was at a thrift store the other day, and I'm going through the lapel pins and cufflinks as you do, because every once in a while you find a lapel pin that's like World's Fair 1964 or or something that you yeah. know, some lapel pin that says I'm one of the twelve people that walked on the moon. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll pay 99 cents for that. Sure. But I found a very nice enamel um, lapel pin of the Superman logo. Oh, wow. Nice. That, that some, I can only imagine, the person that wore this, right? Like, just like, instead of a flag pin, just a little, like, Superman pin. I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm not sure whether that was... Whether it's a fedora that wore it or what, but it, but there it was, and I said, "Supergirl, same, same." I'll get the Supergirl pin, and then she can wear Supergirl pin even when she's not in Supergirl costume. So there, I've got four things. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know, uh, and I, I don't, I don't want to be one of those parents that's got like twelve presents for your kid. Ugh. You can compete, you compete with yourself. Don't want that. I compete with so myself. Like it's not. I'm competing somewhat with her expectations, but they're driven by my own. Like, oh, there isn't a good big one yet. We still need a big one. Yeah, the big one problem. Yes, we got to have a big one. There's got to be one where you open all the cool stuff, and the angry socks and books, and then you go like, well, I guess that's all of them. And then you have that Christmas story moment. We're like, wait a minute, I think there might be one more behind the divan. And you go, and it's you know what? I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't have a big one yet. Do you have a divan? Well, you know, I've got a 30-year-old couch. Yeah. Now, see, now that would be a good one for me to get for my wife. She's really tired of having the second-hand couch that I got in the 90s. She's really well and truly ready for for a grown-up couch. Do you feel qualified to pick a grown-up couch that she'll be like, 
uh, that she'll find acceptable? Well, I don't want to take you off the story because you're going in a very interesting direction here. All I'm going to say is this. Uh, I got beef with people buying furniture that is the wrong scale for a room. Oh, and God, me too. I, I've had very, very dear, dear friends who I don't know if they thought it was going to fit in that room, but <laughs> you, it ends up like you're, like you're playing trains with two different scales. And like they got a big giant poofy sex yeah, couch. You get like a Totoro yeah. chair that three people can sit in, and it's in one of these rooms in a San Francisco flat, like an eight hundred square foot flat. And you're like, oh, dude, there's just this, this is wrong. So ours is a very like uh, probably from the sixties or seventies Naga hide couch. It's very low profile. It fits nearly perfectly into the area we have now. Most of the couches we want and look at, first of all, they're very costly. A couch is not a cheap thing. But they're also almost all like six inches wider or higher than we want. Yep. And I feel like this is the kind of thing where you got to visit it in the store. You have to inhabit it. You bring a tape measure. Maybe do some 3D modeling. Yeah. I I, I know that couch that's in your living room quite well. It's pretty comfortable. Uh, It's pretty great. And, uh, you know, and I want to say that I've slept on it many times. But, of course, I haven't because Eric Corson slept on it many times. You've been stuck with that bed that doesn't stay inflated. Yeah, you always You probably don't remember that bed. I remember that bed, but you know, for a long time, you gave me the you get you actually had a spare bed mm-hmm. that was somewhat taco shaped, yeah. But it was an actual bed, and then the then the inflatable bed came out. Yeah, <clears throat> those don't those don't have uh, it's got it's got a lot. Of, we've gotten better ones since then. Now that we've become somewhat camping people, we we have some mm-hmm. camping oh. beds. Okay, oh, nice, so nice. so so you're we're, we're we're back to your strategy here. You already got yourself in a little bit of a pickle. With this half birthday situation, uh, yep. you have, and, and I, I, I've also experienced what you have, and this this makes me sound like a I don't know terrible person, but but I'll do stuff like I will keep a treat in mm-hmm. in, in the chamber, or maybe in the magazine, <laughs> better put. But I, for example, like a not too costly Lego set, I'll like keep around and hidden. And if there's a particularly bad day, or a particularly good day, or a particularly you just did a great thing, and you get a treat thing, I'm able to yes. produce. A Lego kit. So I'm familiar with this, I don't know what you call it, this stockpile of potential presents that can be deployed. They're also great. It's also good. I don't know how much you run into, you're going to run into this more and more if you haven't already. You know, like say, say somehow you accidentally got two copies of a book or there was some, some holiday where you got two copies of a present or you just, whatever, this kind of thing happens, especially in the Amazon ecosystem. You keep those around, you know what those are great for? You go to a what? party, last minute, you find out you're going to a birthday party, you got a gift. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So you if you keep around like a small, you know, like a $10, $20 Lego set, you know, mm-hmm. but now you got to resist I, the urge, you know, but it's there. I, I, I scored one time really big on that. And I, and I <clears> felt <throat> like I kind of got, I got a, my balloon popped one time really big on that. The best one, the one time it worked was the, the regifting one that you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody gave marlo a calligraphy set when she was three we got a calligraphy set much later and it's extremely messy yes i mean it's there's not enough new york times in the world to accommodate <laughs> the ink that is going to be everywhere please honey could you please do that only at the, at the kitchen table please 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 yeah, Three well, is very was... young to get calligraphy because also kids can't write yet. <laughs> no, this was a thing where she was at the level of like, gr- put a green crayon in her hand and she's like, green! 
Green. <laughs> and it's like, here's this calligraphy set, like, <laughs> thou art mine own thine. <laughs> and it's just like, what are you doing, old person? Yeah. This is not three appropriate. So that went into a cupboard, <laughs> and I kept, I kept looking at it, and I was like, ah. It's too nice to give to a thrift store uh, at the moment because I feel like this is going to – and then there was a birthday. And I said, this is someone else's problem now. I'm going to put this. I'm going to wrap this. I'm going to take this to this uh, little boy's birthday party. Oh, it boy. seems like something. He's pretty, you know, he's a pretty delicately uh, attuned little boy. He may enjoy this. And it and it came out at his birthday party. And he was surprised. And uh, my kid was surprised that she had thought of this wonderful gift. And off we were. It was like last minute birthday party, and it was a big success. The time I got burned was she loves my space pen, mm-hmm. my Merlin Man <clears throat> gifted space pen. Because you used to give space pens. I did. That was a that was a gift that you. That was a thing give. that I would do. That's another one of those things I'd stockpile those and give them away as a gift. And I have one. I carry one in my wallet at all times. Always have my space pen. And she always wants it. She's like, anytime we go somewhere, she she never forgets it's there. And she always wants the space pen. So one time I thought, and it was for some half birthday, I was like, I'm going to get her her own space pen. And they make them in purple. Wow. And I'm going to get her a purple space pen. So I got one. I ordered it from Amazon dot Prime, <laughs> right? And it didn't come in time. Oh come on, John! Why are they crapping you negative? What's going on? I thought that it was supposed to come the next day, uh. and it and it never does. It's always like your thing will be here in ten days. Uh. And I'm like, what is this? You got to make sure to select the problem. Is here's how they get you. Just so you know, this is a, this yeah. is a, might be a rookie error. It'll say on there available for delivery today or tomorrow, and then you go and yeah. you go to your cart and you click and you say, "Yay, I'm going to get it." You got to remember to go in and double check that you clicked the fastest free option that's available because they uh, will crap you negative and they'll say, "Oh yeah, we'll just deliver in two days or whatever." That's yeah, how, well, that's sometimes how it you. comes in ten days. Oh, see, that's no good. That's that's no good. So this space pen went up above the refrigerator and it was there for months. <laughs> and then it was her first day of first grade. And I was like, what a great present to give on the first day of first grade. Mm-hmm. And I took her all the way into her class. And oh, oh, no, no, no. You know what it was? I was in New York and I flew back because I didn't want to miss her first day. Oh, nice. But I but I flew back and it was the type of it was like a flight that landed at 630 a.m. And her first day of school started at eight. Oh, God. And so I ran through the airport and I jumped in a car and I had the car take me directly to her school. And she was already in the school and Mm. they were already in the classroom and she's there just buzzing with the energy of the first day of school so and then ex- i still remember it was so exciting just like all oh, the smells and the wood and the halls and oh my god yeah and then her father arrives in the doorway of her classroom she hasn't seen me in a week because i've been in new york 
and I come into the class because I am like my father. Um, <laughs> all the other parents like drop their kids off and then stand on the playground expectantly, but I like walk in and introduce myself to the teacher and introduce myself to the assistant teacher, and I walk around and put my hand on top of the head of every kid I recognize which is like, you know, 14 of the 23 kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, how are you there? <laughs> Counselor. <laughs> hey. Counselor. Hey, you know, they're you? a little great. Hey, uh, Ranger. How's it going, your name is uh, Your name is Cracker, right? I guess or your name's it? probably Todd or Aiden. I bet you're an yeah. Aiden. Everybody's an Aiden. What's up, Aiden? How's it going, Chief? Yeah. yeah. How are There's you, so Harper? Aidens. She has. Are least, you Harper? Every year she's had at least two and sometimes three Aidens in her class. Aiden, and I don't know where that name comes from. Is that an Irish name? I don't know. It's often uh, Asian American kids. They can become an Aiden. Aiden. Well, I, we have two Harpers in her life. One's a girl, one's a boy. How about that? Uh, yeah. And I never even knew that Harper was a name you could give a kid, let alone that it was a unisex name. So, so you anyway, go in there, you're touching children's heads, uh, you're introducing I'm yourself. Around. I'm hello, hello, and she's sitting over in the corner watching her dad do this, like, walk around <laughs> where, you know, and I'm like, I'm lifting up tapestries and looking at what's behind him and I'm opening <laughs> the teacher's desk panels. drawer and I'm just like, what's going on? Okay, going? This, this, this class passes muster and I finally make it over to my little girl and I say, sweetie, I have a present for you. And she's like, what? But, but her eyes are barely focusing. And I hand her this purple space pen, which I have been hoarding for at least six months. And she opens it up, and she's just like, oh. Anyway, Daddy, I would like you to leave now. Oh, no. So it begins. Well, that's a one-two punch. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well. The ingratitude pairs nicely with the dismissal. Ooh. Well, yeah. You're getting dismissed already. Out. Ooh. Uh, But then... The purple space pen. Here's the here's the devastating part. The purple space pen just sort of disappeared. I have never seen it oh since. Oh my god! And she continues to ask for my space pen, and I don't want to be the dad that's like, "Whatever happened to your space pen?" So I dutifully hand my space pen over at 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 times, and I'm I'm always trying to get her to like carry a bag that's got all of her stuff in it. Ugh, that she from your wants. mouth to God's ear. But she doesn't. She's not able to. No, that's, you're basically you're a pocket with a checkbook. You, you, yeah. just, you just walk around. And you're a pack mule. Like it's just your job to carry all the things. Am I I'm the like, only one? Happened? Am I the only one? In this whole organization that's going to think about where things get located. No, you know what? Let's not carry a poster when we go to the grocery store. What? Why are we bringing a poster to the grocery store? And who's going to have to end up carrying it? Spoiler alert: Not you. Yep. A poster. Oh, just the craziest stuff, and just the impractical, impractical <laughs> shoes. And then, and when she does get a bag, it's like a fancy bag. You can't even put anything in. She's well, gotten, she's gotten way better at that. She, we got her, finally got her. She said, we said when she got into fourth grade, she could have a roller backpack. And you know, like a Crate and Barrel makes these really nice backpacks so that every kid, whenever you see mm-hmm. those backpacks, everybody has. It's usually a Crate and Barrel. The great backpack, roller backpack. And uh, now that's 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 the locus of all activity. But I, I feel you. Well, the impractical shoes I can't stand. Oh well, that's that's a bee in your bonnet. But I'm like, I'm like, I honey, mean, we're gonna be on Muni, and they're gonna you're gonna have San Francisco all over your feet. Think about how uh, much San Francisco you want. You're gonna wear sparkly shoes with no socks. Is that really what you? Is that really what you want on your feet for two hours? 
Seattle is cold and rainy all winter long. And if it's and not now, up, it will be. You leave yeah. the house. You, you plan ahead. Leave the house like there's going to be a fucking tsunami. Yeah, because there will be a tsunami. You'll be ankle deep Maybe in water today. by the end of the Maybe day. Maybe not tomorrow, but you're going to be glad you brought a jacket. One day, one day on my deathbed, you'll come to me and you'll say, I'm so glad I brought a jacket. I should always wear layers. So her mother likes impractical shoes, and she bought her, apparently, some black, what I would consider ballet slippers. Mm. They call them, like, nice shoes. I don't like see slip-ons? anything nice about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it feels like, how are you going to climb a fence in those? No. Like, what if, hey, sweetie, what if the shit goes down and we need to march? Right. Like, what if we have to march, baby? Here's you the thing about, let me explain something to you. I learned this from, from General Eisenhower. Uh, sometimes you don't even know what it is that you're planning for, right? You That's don't even, all you, all, all I can tell you is, is again, to, to paraphrase Eisenhower, the plan is nothing, but the planning is everything. I hmm. don't know what you're going to face. If there is hmm. a zombie apocalypse, and I'm not saying it's going to happen today, but if there is some kind of a virus that goes all, all throughout King County, is that really the shoes you want to be wearing? Is that the shoes you want to have? So. When the when the searchlights are in the sky mm-hmm. and the like, oh, the klaxon, yeah, when that Seattle sounding, klaxon, yeah, and and your and your dad arrives in your uh, <laughs> at your school and everyone else is just the it's blackout conditions and they're all wide eyed and staring. They, they, and your they all run by the cabinet. You. They grab their small bag that's packed. They flip it over their shoulder yep. and the ra- it's like it's like uh, battle royale. You get your weapon and Let's you just go. start running. Let's go. We're headed to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And I sent her to school in boots, mm-hmm. and I pick her up, and she's in these little fucking flats, mm. or these little black, and I'm like, where did those even come from? And she that's says... Like, that's like shoes words, you have tea served to you in. Yeah, and they're, and they're tucked into her back act, mm. and, I, and the first thing she says to me is, will you carry my boots? Mm. Just like, will I carry your boots? How did these little things even get? How did? When did you make this decision? Mm. And I said to her, "Did you wear your boots today, or did you wear these little things?" And she's like, "Oh, I wore my boots all day. I just changed into." And I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I buy that." Yeah, butter wouldn't melt in your mouth. Give me a break. So, so. <sighs> So anyway, it's so a you constant gave her the stuff. pen. It's been a big deal. You're ready, and I know this feeling. This feeling of like, oh, oh boy, I'm gonna kill it with this one because this is a thing I know. Finally, there's something you're gonna treasure that yep, you're gonna yep. take care of. It's gonna be yep, like me giving you the watch that's been in this guy's ass. This is gonna be something that's you right. treasure for the rest of your life. Purple space pen. First day of school. Dad comes in, touches kids' heads, gives you a space pen. You're gonna have that at graduation. You'll give it back to that's me right. in tears. First day of first grade, and this mm. thing's gonna be all battered and dent. Mm-hmm. dented by the time you go off to law school or whatever mm-hmm. and this will be the one that you sign the bill that allows uh you know that allows lizards to have full rights into the united states what if that's the what if that's the pen that she uses to sign in into law the keep moving and get out of the way act ah see mm-hmm. the purple space pen that she says uh, as she says to the uh, the assembled group, as I sign this Keep Moving and Get Out of the Way Act, mm-hmm. I use the pen that my father gave me on the first day of first grade when he went around embarrassing me never, by touching everyone. I'll never everyone forget on the it. I've kept it by my side every day. Yeah. And instead, it's just like it went into the bottom of a bag and never saw it again because she's got 40 bags. Jesus. 
And the thing is, I used to go into the Filson uh, restoration department because I knew all the uh, the little bag makers. And we would sit and talk about the bag that I was going to have custom made for her, a, a custom Filson bag. Mm. And they used to say, like, well, what if we sourced some sailcloth from, like, the, the USS Constitution? And I was like, oh. I don't know if that's enough. I don't know if that's good enough. Do you have any? Oh do you have any cloth that that actually went to the Yukon that you've been keeping in some back room? And they're like, let's let us check, you know. And I would sit and say, like, well, when you get in a special bunch of leather that's been dyed purple, give me a call. And I did that until the people that went that worked in the Filson Restoration Store ended up going to work for Patagonia and a whole bunch of new characters are there now oh god and i'm cultivating them but mm -hmm. i keep thinking about that space pen and i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna hand her this this filson bag that i had custom one made of, for one her of a kind no, one of a kind one of a kind and it's like what if we took the you know what if we took the like classic book bag but we combined elements of the 256 and you know and I realized, like, oh, that's only what I'm thinking. That's only what I care about. She'll throw that into a pile with a bunch of other bags and say, like, it's too heavy. <sighs> I'm going to put my purple space pen in it and then throw it into a furnace. Oh, my God. So I don't know what I don't know what to do. I just have to keep I just have to keep buying her Supergirl costumes and hope that one day I get it right. Yeah. But I don't know. What's your big <laughs> present going to be this year? You get you need a big one. You need a, you need a big one. You need a banger. You know, part of the thing is, this is, um, there are certain franchises and uh, types of toys that mm. she only seems to think about when it's time for a present giving occasion. Mm -hmm. Not not exclusively, but like her 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 aunt gave her uh, an American Girl doll a few years ago, which is this really costly, oh, really nice doll, and she likes the doll. She takes good care of the doll, but like she's not. It's she's not. It's not like Minecraft. It's not something she's doing like looking forward to doing every day. But then yeah. right around the end of November, she's like, up. Oh, you know, you know, you might want to let uh, Auntie Susie know. About time to get some more. Maybe get an American Girl ski set with a little broken leg and all that stuff. You know, come to the cast. And you know, that's weird. Well, right now, she like like so many kids her age are just obsessed with all these little branded plastic things. You get the Simpsons. Oh, like you get Tamaguchis and stuff. Kind of, Tamaguchis. but there's many. So I, I don't know if it's it wasn't Shopkins that kicked this off. There's Shopkins, which you would love. It's right. a small toy about buying things. Um, right. Very pure. Um, <laughs> no, she came to me and said Shopkins, and I was like, Shopkins is a restaurant in New York City where the guy yells at you. Oh, right, you get a big, you get a corned beef sandwich. Yeah. Well, there's those things, and 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 right now she's really into these like squishy things, like a squishy cinnamon bun. You can have a squishy popcorn box. It, that's very popular in her her retinue, but. Yeah, but I, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to inject too much of myself into it because, you know, it's the, 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 the festival of lights and whatnot. And then I don't want to, I want to keep my purple pen out of the situation. But I also, so you're not going to, gonna, you're but, not going to get her a, a, like a Wilberforce car or something? No, shh, no, no, no. 
No, I the, I, the Wil- Wilberforce mobile. I I have so I'm pretty good. My wife is great at the stocking stuffer thing. She's very very good at that. I think she buys a little too much and she overfills them a little bit, but that's the right kind mm-hmm. of problem. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty great at the middle sized present. Mm-hmm. So my wife is awesome at the, no, I mean, she's good at lots of stuff, but one of the things she takes care of a lot of like the small stuff and the stocking stuffers. And when I say stocking stuffers, I'm talking about like, you know, there, there could be some really cool stuff and some skincare products and some toys and, and lots of candy and stuff like that. She's great at that. I'm good at the mediums. I'm good at the $30 Lego box. Mm-hmm. I'm good at the uh, electronics kit <laughs> level of stuff. You know, your 20 to $60 range gift not to make this about dollars and cents but you know mm-hmm. the medium size the like a pretty good pretty good present like nobody's going to turn mm-hmm. down a lego creator set that's a that's a great set mm-hmm. yeah but then I, I struggle with the big one because the big one does not always endure the big one frequently reflects the aspirations about the future and the memories of the past of the parent mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying mm-hmm. well my mom traditionally filled our stockings with walnuts and oranges. Oh, that's so nice. And then at the very top of the stocking, there were a couple of what you would normally call stocking stuffers. But mostly, it was walnuts, where you would then have a (laughs) nutcracker, and you would sit during Christmas and crack walnuts, which none of us liked. Like, the only one in the whole house that liked walnuts was my mom, because it's such an old person I know. thing to sit and do. I got you some hard candies. Are you going to uh, finish your stocking walnuts, or you want me to polish those <laughs> off for you? Yeah, oh, and like filberts and stuff. Like, <laughs> like, like... <laughs> No, no. So now when it's Christmas time and I'm filling stockings, now believe me, I am not like recapitulating this problem by filling her stocking with filberts. (laughs) But my but my mom arrives and she's got her like her nuts from 1820. (laughs) And she's like, (laughs) Yeah, and she's like, you know, let's get these nuts into the stockings. Yeah, tradition. You know. Like, I was a kid that was already wearing Dickensian clothes. Like, I, I could at least get, get close to the idea that we would put another charcoal on the fire and Scrooge would get mad. Yeah. But she is, my kid is so far away from a filbert. <laughs> but there they are in the stocking. She just looks at them like they're, <laughs> like they're pe- dried pieces of shit, which is what they look like. Yeah. Um, so there are some Christmas traditions. Yeah, I, actually, the, I, I did want to talk about this. Don't, tell me your weird. We can tell me your normal ones, but I'd love to hear. Do you have any weird uh, holiday, especially Christmas traditions, in your family? Well, there are some good ones. Uh, the the top Christmas tradition, in my estimation, is that it's the one day a year that my mom will make me Welsh rarebit, che- cheesy toast. Cheesy toast, but we put ham. We put a, a slice of ham on it. Oh, that so sounds it's, yummy. It's homemade biscuits. And then you take the biscuits and you cut them in half like you do with a biscuit. Mm-hmm. But you lay the biscuits out on the plate. And then you cover the biscuits with ham. And oh, then you cover the whole thing with cheese sauce. Oh, that sounds so good. And if you're crazy, the you surfers, can cover... The used to have a version of that when I was a kid. They did. That's mm-hmm. right. 
We always had homemade Welsh rarebit. <sighs> if you're crazy, you can put a fried egg on top of the ham. Shit, dog. And then cover the whole thing with cheese sauce. And this is a meal, right, that you could make this meal every morning. You could make this meal 250 times a year. On the, con- but- on the continuum of special foods foods, that's on the very... That's pretty. I mean, well, leaving out filberts, that is a uh, that is a fairly not difficult meal to make. It's not that hard and to make. What this. a treat! But she will only make it on Christmas morning. It's the only time I've ever seen it in my life. But I have it every Christmas, and I think I'm the only one that likes it. Wow! Who? Who the hell, what the hell kid wants Welsh rarebit? It's like one more Dickensian weird. And she puts a little tiny little bit of mustard in the cheese sauce. Mm. It's like a crazy thing to fetishize. But But she still does it for you. That's so nice. Yeah. I look forward to Welsh rarebit every Christmas morning and she, and she makes it, you know, and it's not a thing where I have to say like, it's Christmas, going to get the Welsh rabbit. It just shows up on Christmas morning. She knows that that is Christmas meal. Oh, man. And it's not like we have a roast or a turkey or a ham or anything on Christmas dinner. It is the Christmas meal. Right. That sounds bro- so good. I love these things, and I love that it's like, and to, you know, really to your point though about starting the half birthday thing that starts out as this casual thing. It's interesting how many of these kinds of things start as a, a mistake or a lark. Or as some kind of like an accident, and then that becomes part of the that that becomes some of my favorite rituals are the things that started out as a stupid thing. Yeah, I think one of our rituals is on Easter when we have the Easter egg hunt. Then we go in and we are like post Easter egg hunt, and then we go out and we hide all the Easter eggs again. Oh, like the, okay. Like then and then the child or the children are also in, involved in the Easter egg hiding. Oh, okay. So then, so then they get to go out and hide all their eggs again, and then all afternoon on Easter we just hide and then find and then hide again. We just are hiding eggs all afternoon. You have so many simple pleasures in your life. It's a very small thing, but every kid they don't just want to find the eggs; yeah. they want to then go, go be the them. Easter Bunny themselves. Yeah. Oh, I like that. My daughter's uh, um, my daughter's Welsh rarebit is uh, she's allowed to have Lucky Charms once a year, which is on her birthday. No, that's amazing. Yeah, well, there's this thing I picked up. I used to have a friend I used to work with in Florida. She's this wonderful woman named Tracy who, uh, who who loved her cats, and she she loved her cats so much she had something called Jubilee, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, ju- and we would laugh because every year Tracy would say, I got to get home early because it's Jubilee week. And Jubilee week is the one week to celebrate what she has decided are the cats, their rescues. With the two cats that she's decided it's their birthday. And so every night uh, she, she and her boyfriend would have like special events for the cats. And mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, uh, at first I thought it was a little unusual, but I, that's a great, I thought it was like, that's a great idea. I love the idea of Jubilee. So now somehow at some point, Jubilee became introduced as a concept in our household that now has been heavily exploited and abused to mean like all of Christmas vacation or like, oh, your birthday's coming up. It's Jubilee. You can stay up a little bit later. It's Festus. (laughs) It's like Festus. But, you know, Jubilee is like, it's not just that we're celebrating the coronation of the queen. It's like an entire like, uh, you know, uh, 
it's not an anise, but it's at least like a week of special celebration. So, so technically, like at the beginning of birthday jubilee week, she gets to go through like a box of Lucky Charms. But it started out simply enough as, no, you can't have this garbage cereal ever. But then it became, all right, you may have it on your birthday. And now it kind of squeaks through through a lot of birthday jubilee week. Wow. But we don't get it again. I- my daughter's mother believes that she that there is such a thing, first of all, as a birthday month. <laughs> oh, God. It never this is ends. How, this is how we get into this half birthday thing. But I'm talking about she believes there's a birthday month for her. This isn't for children. Oh. This is like, it's my birthday month, so therefore. That's a form of jubilee. And, I think that's very much a form of jubilee. Well, it is, except I don't endorse it. I'm like, your <laughs> I birthday do not accept month. Your month. <laughs> you're a full-grown woman. What do you mean? Like, I, like you get to do this because it's your birthday month. But she's this is this is something that her mother probably started with her back in the 1970s, and she still firmly believes that there's. But certainly, there's a birthday week mm-hmm. on her. You know, during her birthday week, it's oh, that's, just that's like not, that's not negotiable. No. No, no, no. A birthday month, I, I dig my heels in, but birthday week, mm-hmm. I just have to, I have to wake up in the morning and I have to put my, what can I do for you hat on? And then it's just like, <laughs> I walk around with this hat with a big, like with a big three by five card in it that just says, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh, let's so that's, see what... that's one of those times when, you know, there's that dumb thing men do. Uh, one of the many things, dumb things men do, and I have tried so hard to stop doing this because this is maybe the worst, is the whole like, uh, do you want me to do the douches? <laughs> like, okay. Do you want me to do what should already be a chore for me? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, uh, you, uh, you want me to uh, take the recycling out? And like, and what's she going to say? Oh, God, no, please don't inconvenience yourself by doing the thing that's already your job. But yeah. no, 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 it gets much worse than that because it's so much smaller and dumber than that, which is like, I want to be acknowledged. I want to be acknowledged for doing this thing I'm supposed to do anyway. Don't ask. Just go do the fucking dishes. Now, I'm just yeah. guessing when it's what, what can I do for you, Hat Week? Like, you never want to say something like, uh, you know, oh, do you want me to pick up my socks? You just need to be picking up socks. Well, fortunately, you know, we don't live together, okay, so yeah. she can always walk out of my house and close the door and not have to think about where the socks are, right? She you, doesn't you have to... You need to be a good host, though. You need to be accommodating during a, What Can I Do For You Hat Week. Well, during What Can I Do For You Week, there is never any... Que- uh, there's not even time for me to ask if there if I can do something for mm. her, because she lets me know. Good boy. And, you know, my little girl is learning this right at, you know, right at, she's there watching. She's right at the, at our heels. Um, and so this is all, I mean, this is, she said to me the other night, she's like, there's, there are not enough nightlights in my room. Hmm. And I said, how many nightlights does one person need? And she said, you know what? I know how you are about Christmas lights because I am a, I am a certain way about Christmas lights. What yeah, you have strong she, feelings? I do. I feel like A I love Christmas lights. Okay, good, good, good. Do they need to be a certain color? Do they need to yes or no blink? Do you have strong feelings about what kind? Do you need big lights versus little fairy lights? Do you have strong feelings about that? Because there are people I've learned over the years, people have extremely strong feelings about Christmas lights. I am one of these people. Okay. I believe that you should decorate your outside of your house in uh like white, but I don't mean clear, I mean white Christmas lights, and I do not believe in LED Christmas lights. Interesting. 
They have to be traditional Christmas lights. Should they be the bulby bulb, butt plug type? Or you don't want those little ones. You don't want those little guys. I, not, well, both. So I use the bulby butt plugs, you know, like mm-hmm. C9 size or C7, whichever is the larger of the two. I have both kinds. Okay. I, I put them around. I decorate the entire, what you would call the... Um, the uh the the roof edge okay of my house in large white christmas lights okay uh, like so i so i basically like where outline the, where the gutters the, are yeah i okay. outline the sketch of the house okay with uh with large white christmas lights i'm seeing lights. that i'm liking that okay and then that, def- that um, defines a nice clear line yes exactly mm-hmm. and you have to make them straight they those are oh, not yeah. droopy those are like those are taught. Mm-hmm. Those are soldiers. And then they're soldiers. And then the little Christmas lights, mm-hmm. which are not blinking. <gasps> bushes. Bushes and trees. Bushes and trees. Bushes and trees, because you can also disguise them. There's many ways to weave the fairy lights into the foliage in a way that can look very natural and lovely. Right. So the the big ones that are on the outside of the house have white strands because it's a I have a white house. Okay. But the ones that go in bushes and trees have green strands. Because they're hiding in bushes and trees. Yes. And then there are lights that go, again, now these are white strand lights. They go along the white picket fence. Oh, that's nice. That's a clean, very clean look. It's very nice. And it goes up over the arbor, which I erect at the front gate only at this time of year. And then along the remainder, remainder of the white picket fence. And then the giant blue spruce that is in the front yard gets decorated with colored C9 lights, large bulbous lights. But does that one read as a Christmas style tree? It does. Oh, that's nice. I like that. You're not just slathering stuff everywhere. You've got you've got thought. You've got a persuasive theory for all of this. I do. And the large colored lights, uh, because a blue spruce is the finest of all Christmas trees. And in fact, there are evil, evil, evil people in this world who go, because a blue spruce is a kind of native Northwest tree. And they will go around and someone will have a giant blue spruce in their front yard. Don't say this. You're going to break my heart. No, no, no. They'll do it. They, they hijack, climb on they the hijack roof the of tree? their truck. They climb on the roof of their truck and they just cut off the top six feet of your blue spruce. That is so un-American. It's the awfulest. And then (sighs) then the rest of your life, because a blue spruce will live 200 years. Uh, Then you've got this blue spruce that doesn't have a top. That's like cutting off a poodle's tail to stir your drink. That's just wrong. That's it's awesome. zonkers Ugh. because the blue, you know a proper blue spruce Christmas tree like that's not a thing that you're just going to get at the store. That's like a nice thing. Blue spruce are beautiful. They're blue. Anyway, so, so you're saying I had, they're so green they're blue, like Kentucky bluegrass. Yeah, they're like blue and they have this kind of white, uh, not fuzz, but they have this whiteness to their blue. They're wonderful trees. But so I had my blue spruce is tall enough that I had to get on top of a ladder where I was like, eeky, 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 and then take the big colored lights, put them on the end of a long broom and put the broom up to wrap the lights around the top of the tree. You're you're sounding a lot like the first 10 seconds of a commercial on cable TV. The part that's in black and white about how many times has this happened uh to you? (laughs) 
Uh, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds a little dangerous, buddy. And they're like, yeah. And then it's a it's a it's an infomercial for a, like Christmas tree lighter pole or Christmas tree lights. Christmas pole. tree lighting pole. It's only thirty nine ninety five, and you can get a second one. Yeah. Just pay a separate fee. <laughs> yeah, you get a second one for yeah. shipping and handling. Yeah. Uh, and okay, so here's my second strong feelings about Christmas lights. You cannot have a Christmas tree with colored lights that you illuminate all year. You cannot have a fence line that has Christmas lights on it all year, nor can you have bushes. But you should have your house outlined in giant white lights all year long. Oh, yes. So I have mine set on, I used to have it set on a timer, which over the course of the year I had to keep adjusting because it got dark earlier in the winter and then light you know, like in the summertime, I had it set so the lights didn't come on till 10 p.m. Right, right, right. Uh, and they went off at 5 a.m. And now the lights come on at like 4 in the afternoon. That's so crazy uh, right Because now. I switched out the timer for a, um, a photosensitive box. Oh, that's smart. So it automatically comes on at dusk. We use uh, an Internet, Internet of Things related service dingus where i say turn on the christmas lights a half hour before sunset well so my new my new uh light sensor has an app and if if i want i can turn the christmas lights on from uzbekistan Uh, i have yet i don't i don't need it because it also turns on at dusk and that's when i would turn it on if i was in uzbekistan Mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it doesn't change Mm -hmm. But so I so I believe in I believe in light as a decoration. And you know, my house is kind of famous in the neighborhood because it's this big white house that has beautiful lights on it all year. Hmm. But then at Christmas time What about um what about blinking? What about turning on and off? Are you? Some people are very against lights that blink at all. Some people like uh, uh, lights that are like tick tock, tick tock, on off. Some people mm-hmm. like the like blooming look of lights. I've had. I know this is not as strong an opinion as white versus colored. Uh, excuse me, African American lights. What? Mm-hmm. What? What? What's your feeling on the blinking or on off status of lights? Uh, obviously, the ones that sounds like the ones around your house that would be really garish. Yeah, no, no, no. You'd, you'd look like a casino. <laughs> you'd look like a riverboat casino. <laughs> but uh, when I was young, my mom and I had a tradition, which was after Susan went to bed, my mom and I would sit in the living room with all the lights out and what and look at our tree. Eating filberts. <laughs> <laughs> Eating filberts and looking at our tree. And this was a special thing because I was eight and Susan was six. Right. And so Susan had to go to bed, but then I could sit with mom in the dark and look at the tree. And the tree uh. had probably two strands of lights that didn't blink and two strands of lights that did blink, but not on any kind of pattern, random blinking. That's important. You gotta, I, I would feel like if you're, no matter what you're doing with lights, and my lady disagrees on this, I think you start in the middle, you start near the trunk, and you thread through in a way that you would not be able to t- detect any lines to where the lights Mm-mm. are. No lines. Some people Can't like that. Some people like that Christmas present style droopa, droopa, droopa. Some people really like that look. Especially with the classic yeah. uh, butt plug, uh, like like blue, red, and orange lights. They like that look. 
Oh, that it's sort of just like drapey around the it's outside, got a drape, like it's a got strand a of popcorn. To the butt plugs. Yeah, exactly. I don't want that. I want. I want. want you got to spend some time. You mm-hmm. got to twist it around. It, it has to look like there are little fairies in the tree. That's a nice memory. Yeah. So we would sit, and then as Susan got older, then the three of us would sit and watch the tree blink. And this was back when Christmas was spooky still, mm-hmm. because. At least we did not spend any time during the year thinking about the baby Jesus. We did not spend any time during the year thinking about the three wise men or the manger or any of that stuff. That's not a thing that we would think about in July. But then right around Christmas time, you're thinking about the the gift of the Magi and the, and the camels and... Sleeping in the manger and the little drummer boy and all this spooky yeah, and shit. Yeah, and the per- permission to acknowledge holidays and ge- holiday season in general, but Christmas in particular. The permission to acknowledge that as something that could be as far as depressing, but could very much at least be anxious and, as you say, spooky. I mean, you mm. know, I'm sure that existed before Charlie Brown Christmas, but I, st- I still feel like even in the 70s, it wasn't something where, where you were like... It was not encouraged for you to go like, oh, this is kind of a weirdly reflective time when I think about loss or I think about, you know what I mean? Even even though there's so much of the whole Christmas story that's really like, whoa, like yeah, out of out of wedlock birth and they got to sleep in a barn and like and it's weird. What do you do with myrrh anyway? And there's just a lot about it that's very lonesome. It is lonesome. And in the 70s in particular, it was still very, very much a thing where not only all three of the television stations, but also public television and also all media everywhere, plus all government buildings. It was it was generally accepted that it that everybody was like, oh, holy night. Right. And it wasn't just like, <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to bump No, and we didn't have as many funny songs. This is before no. uh, Wonderful Christmas Time. You take, like, before the late, they didn't have uh, Father Christmas. It, you might have had, you had, like, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You had the Beach yep. Boys. You had the Jackson 5. Apart from that, it was, they were more like hymns. It was more yep. like, it was much more dolorous. It was lonesome. But when you think about those holidays, the religious ones in particular, Easter and and, uh, and Christmas, but also Halloween, they are the only times of the year when everybody, all the adults too, were acknowledging that there was a supernatural world. Mm-hmm. Huh. The only times of the year where grown-ups would say, well, you know, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night spooky things happen. People who are dead rise and people, uh, you know, and you can follow a star and it will carry you around the world to find a, a, like a poor baby who's living (laughs) with some sheep. I heard this rumor that there might be a poor baby somewhere that I should see. Yeah. Has anyone seen a really poor 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 baby? baby? And then it's like, but that baby is actually God who's making himself a poor baby just to fuck with everybody. Mind blown. To see if you'll let him sleep in in the hotel. But if you don't, the poor baby will... Like a witch in a Disney film. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Secret God that you you, you You fucked up, dude. You better be nice to all the poor babies. 
That's right. One of them might be God. (laughs) Even though you would think that poor baby God would destroy Hotelier that made him sleep in garage. No, no, no. Poor baby God Mm -hmm. forgives. For now. And all this shit. For now. That's right. For now. Until Christmas 2, the quickening, when he comes back and exacts his revenge. (laughs) He's like, (laughs) Jesus is back, but this time he's heavily armed. Uh, he's, he's brought yeah, that's two right. friends. Jesus. He's brought the Father <laughs> and the Holy Ghost. <laughs> he's riding a T Rex. <laughs> uh, and then at Halloween, of course, you're just like, <laughs> That'd be great. yeah, a, a fucking headless horseman is going to yes. maybe ride. So anyway, those are the three times a year. And we used to sit in the living room, and I was just like totally spooked. Like there's a tree full of flashing fairies, and there's like a poor baby somewhere, maybe still around, and a little boy is trying to sell matches, but he dies. Or no, that's a little match girl. Oh, the match girl, It's a little girl that dies of freezing because no one will buy her matches. Whoever bought a match? Yeah. But this is the thing. If you see a little girl, who like the whole idea that there would be a little girl alone on Christmas selling matches to get enough money to buy heat, Mm, and she dies. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so horrible story. (laughs) It was the whole. It was this whole time of year where it was just like, I'm just you know, just waiting for the next story where it's like, oh, did you hear about the Christmas skeleton? You have you have an employee (laughs) whose son that can't walk died because you just didn't spend enough money on your business. Oh, sure. Ghosts will sometimes come and take you time travel. Yes. Time traveling ghosts. Yes. Time traveling ghosts will also sometimes come and show you what a fuck you are. Yes. Uh, uh, So, I don't know about any of those traditions. We don't have them anymore. We just have filberts and Welsh (laughs) rarebits. We also, uh, we like to give my wife inappropriate things. This started no. a long time ago. Um, let's see. Well, I'm trying to think of some of our dumb traditions. We got the like obvious, the you know, sort of well known traditions. You're allowed to open one small to medium sized gift on Christmas Eve. That's something we yeah, allow. My, my sister instituted that. I think that's a good program. I like that program. Um, but no, but apart from that, you don't slide. There's no, like there's no sliding on that. Um, there's uh-huh. also oh yeah. So we always give my wife something inappropriate in her stocking. Uh, for years, it was an action figure of Chewbacca. We get her a different, like, Star Wars figure, or we recently got a Rick from The Walking Dead. Oh, we have another Walking Dead a tradition, which is we hang our uh, Marlon Brando Christmas ornament right next to our, um, uh, oh, jeez, what's his name? Daryl, the guy with the crossbow. And Daryl is uh, usually standing on an orange with his crossbow pointed at the Godfather. It, is Marlon Brando in The Walking Dead? I didn't realize No, no, that. no, no, he's in The Godfather. But we have a Godfather, we got a Godfather ornament from Hallmark, and oh. we have a Daryl from The Walking Dead ornament from Walmart. Uh, I see. So, then, of, so it's a little, it's a trick that's happening inside the tree. It's kind of like Christmas fan fiction. It's the most uh-huh. wonderful time of the year. But the orange is... The voice color. is coming from yeah. inside the tree. Yeah, like your daughter knows about Dark Vader. Like my daughter knows about Oranges in The Godfather, you know, even though she's never seen it. What, what else oh, yeah. do we do? We usually make cinnamon buns from a tube on Sunday morning. Right. Uh, we'll sometimes take a walk. We yep, Christmas I'm walk. I'm trying to think. The thing is, that it's it's my favorite ones are the ones we almost forget about until it's time. You know what I mean? Where it's not like, oh, yep. it's time to 
take out you know grandpa's ashes and put lights on them we don't have that many yeah. things like that but I, I like the little dumb things that a family gets you know it's so many so many rituals and things that i would, would be too silly to even mention on air but like little things that you do that are just like your little family thing that's like my, that's my favorite thing uh when i was in high school at, at a certain point i found at the goodwill a plaid three-piece suit a wool plaid three-piece suit and it was a bright red plaid wow like i don't know who had that suit made or when they thought they were going to wear it but it was a but he was salesman of the month beautiful suit made out of what what i can only imagine was like the kind of wool you would use to make a a a kilt Mm -hmm. but it was a three-piece suit and it fit me when i was when i was a teenager so we had a Christmas tradition where on Christmas Eve day, we would bake all day cookies, fudge, cookies, more cookies, different kinds of cookies. And then we would make two dozen plates of cookies. And then I would put on my plaid suit and I would walk around the neighborhood and I would give cookies to all the neighbors. That's so nice. Do you guys sing? Good. My family is not a singing family, and I don't want to force it, but I'm a singing guy, and uh, if, if I would have so much more singing in the family if I could get them into it. Do you do much do singing? You, mm, my mom wants us to sing, uh, and she really loves all the Methodist hymns. Mm-hmm. And the Methodist hymns that my mom loves are, again, Dickensian. <laughs> They're all just like... <laughs> <laughs> Lord be grateful, our God, <laughs> be grateful you aren't dead yet for now. Yeah, exactly. The Christmas skeleton arrived. And but my God mom doesn't hears all prayers, but he doesn't always say yes. <laughs> she she loves you get to what hear you them. get and you don't get upset. That's right. That's one of the great Methodist hymns. One of the hymns. great Methodist hymns. Yeah. They're all John just, Wesley, yeah, they're I think, very, wrote that. They're drony and they're they're like obtuse, and they all are very holy, holy, holy. And she wants to hear them, mm-hmm. but she doesn't herself sing. And she and we have these hymnals that she that she'll hand me and be like, you know, come on, lead us in, you know, in the hymns. This should be your Welsh rarebit for her. But I don't know the hymns. You can it read requires- music, can't you? No. no, it requires that you maybe spend you can play them on Spotify in... and just sing along. Oh, that's not a bad like a idea. Spotify Methodist hymn channel. I'm sure they have. That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Well, so she used to just kind of go toddle off to the Methodist church and listen to them sing the hymns. Um, but you're right. I should get the. Sp- I should go on my Sonos and just have Methodist hymnals playing. You could. You know what? This is the real talk. This is this is something you could do that would not be very difficult. And luckily, mm-hmm. she she won't hear this until the show comes out, and you'll already have done this for her on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. You should go figure out what her favorite is, and learn it on piano and sing it for her. That is a wonderful idea. Except I think these hymns all have like 350. Uh, weird, like, medieval chords. I'm no. not sure. I've never tried. I've never tried, but, you know, I'm not, like... Come not on. Like a, I bet you could do it with, with four chords. All right, that's a good idea. I I'm went to my daughter. My daughter has been... I don't like to talk about this publicly. My daughter has been taking ukulele this term. And mm. today, I went to ukulele share-out. 
So ukulele share out, or ukulele share out. And that's when, uh, so you have share out, sometimes a class will come and do something. And she and her class uh, got up and played uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and sang it. And it was a, a perfect delight. Children singing and terribly, terribly playing ukuleles was absolutely amazing. It was oh, music. Oh. Music gets into your brainstem. I'm saying, I'm just saying you could fake your way through it. And she would appreciate the effort. It really does. We just went to uh, our little girl's Christmas concert because she is in a little girl's choir that she goes to all year. Little girl choir. Little but girl they choir. work on it. They work on a Christmas pageant, and it was so. It was actually surprisingly lovely to see this uh, little girl choir, uh, in which there are five little girls from, uh, from, you know, five little Asian girls, two little girls from Pakistan, a couple of African American girls, and they're all singing Oh Hanukkah. Oh wow! And and uh, they love Oh Hanukkah. Uh, they get to you know, spin the dreidel. They're all just loving the song. And they, and, and Marlo asked me the other day, why don't we celebrate Hanukkah? Hmm. And I said, you know, we can celebrate Hanukkah if you, if you like. Um, Hanukkah is just as meaningful to us as Christmas is really. I mean, that's not as spooky, but there still is some spookiness. Like why do the lamps stay lit? Ooh, Ooh, a ghost will follow oh, you home. It's the Hanukkah skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but as, as what, miracles go. Like no cartilage? What is, what is going on here? <laughs> As miracles go, that is really a small one to base a holiday on. It's it's oh, a, it's it's a stretch. It's lamps. sort of like it's yeah. It's like finding a quarter in your couch or a pack of cigarettes you forgot about. <laughs> I mean, it's it's miraculous in its way. It was only one day's worth of oil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not good for the brand building of the religion. I mean, it's not quite got, like. But they've already got kind of a bad rap, you know, for being a little bit tight with the buck. You know, being able to, like, just make the the oil last longer, not a good look. It's not as, it's certainly not as exciting as, like, poor baby born in the garage. Poor baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and, uh, also, you know, the problem is there's a lot of pressure on Hanukkah. Hanukkah is not a major holiday in that faith. And it's got, but it's got to compete with the, the real banger of Christmas. It's rough. It does, and Christmas is a banger. But you know, they 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 uh, that that's like a a holiday that kind of outdoes it because it's like, well, you get a present every day for like lots yes. of days. Now, what about uh, so Qu- little kids? Kwanzaa is kind of like Esperanto, right? Isn't it's like a good idea? It started as a good idea, and then but it, and it's got some nice concepts to it. But do you know much about Kwanzaa? My most of what I know about Kwanzaa, I've learned from things my daughter had to draw at school. I feel like it is a it is a holiday that derives from the afrocentrism movement and it reflects yeah kind of a general but it's like isn't it based on like each day is a different kind of like uh value oh so it's like the stations of the cross kind of maybe kwanzaa with three i don't i do not i don't know about it oh they've got candles too look at that they're kwanzaa it feels like if if uh, it feels like because of the the contemporary sense of uh, not wanting to commit a cultural appropriation, yes, that there would be no way for um, for us to like uh, multiculturally celebrate Kwanzaa. If she came home and said, "Why don't we celebrate Kwanzaa?" 
Like, I think I could say about Hanukkah, like, yeah, let's celebrate Hanukkah. Like, sure. But I don't think I could say, because it's very complicated, this idea of cultural appropriation, because, of course, it's everything that makes up American culture is culturally appropriated. Kwanzaa is a very high concept. I'm not going to attempt to read these in the original words, but the English translation. So, um, seven principles of Kwanzaa. Unity, self-determination. Each day is a different uh, quality. Or principle. Mm-hmm. Unity, mm-hmm. self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative mm-hmm. economics, hmm. purpose, mm-hmm. creativity, and faith. That's kind of nice. The only thing, the only thing missing is mm-hmm. have a special bag that daddy bought you that you carry everywhere. Or extra meat for a dollar. Oh, that's the, that's the real tradition. Extra meat for a dollar. I believe in every single one of those Kwanzaa principles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I could integrate them into my daily life mm-hmm. and into our holiday celebration because they're all wonderful. Even the collective economics, which I know is, you know, that scares Cooperative a lot of people. economics to build and maintain our own stores, shops, and other businesses and to profit from them together. You're talking about like, uh, you're talking about indie rock. Well, you are. But then, but then the, the language, our own. Mm. Again, that seems like a thing that is a little bit separatist. Mm. Like hard uh, to oh. hard to know exactly our own versus whom's. I didn't know if it was more Ayn Rand. You're, I see what you're saying. Okay, all right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I'm very, very. Uh, I do not know what to do about Moana costume. Because we were, uh, again, at a thrift store, and we were at a thrift store in Bremerton, Washington, which is like the Navy base town. And uh, my daughter found one of those sort of, um, it's it's a, a little like brocade Chinese girl dress. Mm-hmm. And she found this, you know, she found this beautiful garment. And to her, it just seemed like this beautiful thing. And then at the same store... She found a Japanese paper umbrella. Huh. And she also thought that this was beautiful. And she did not, she didn't understand that they were Asian. And she's, she's under, she's clear about the, the fact that there are, that there is China, right? right? She's very curious about China. But these are beautiful items, right? They're just beautiful things to her. They don't have, they're not, they're, uh, they're uh, fancy. They're fancy, right? Mm-hmm. So she wants to buy these things, and she wants to put on the... Uh, and she sees an association between them. They're both fancy, and she she sees an association. So here she is in her little uh, Chinese brocade dress at, with her Japanese paper umbrella. And I'm standing there going, I'm not sure what to do now. So I took a picture of it, uh, and I sent it to Jesse Thorne. And I said, Jesse Thorne, what do you do here? And Jesse wrote back thoughtfully and said, I, you know, like in order to like it is cultural appropriation that you're that you are um, traipsing into. Mm-hmm. I think you either thing is fine, but you cannot have them both. And, and what I was do like, you say to the child to explain that? You Jesse cannot explain Thorne. it. You cannot explain it. I bought her both things. And there's something here you should feel bad about, but I'm not sure if I should tell you why. <laughs> what? No, I no bought parasol. her both things. Case closed. And then said, said, you can't take the parasol outside. It's not a functional umbrella. Oh, you lied. That's good. 
Well, it's not a functional umbrella. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, that's no, there's know, no lying lie is, there. Lying is really underrated. Sometimes you there just, are a lot of lies. Well, sometimes you have appeal to authority and lie, and you have to know when to deploy those. Mm-hmm. In my case, I there is no reason to uh, burden her mind uh-huh. with the whole idea of cultural appropriation because I feel like it is a fashion rather than a truth. Right. And by the time she is 15, there will be some other thing that uh, that people who want to be upset will be upset about. And cultural appropriation will go back to being an American tradition rather than a thing to be mad about. Mm. But right now, Moana mm-hmm. is extremely popular with her. She thinks it's an amazing movie. It's a very good movie. And she wants a Moana dress and i have i know for i know from the fact that i am sometimes on the internet that this is very controversial is it problematic it's very problematic moana costume because to wear a moana costume is to i don't know what it's to something isn't there some role for intersectionality here though is this something we need to i i feel like but i mean there's a lot to the story of moana that goes beyond that particular culture and you're dressing off mostly as the confident girl Right. This is very complex, yeah. right? Because we, because Moana is, um, you know, is a wonderful example of. She's a sailor. Like, she's fantastic. She picks stuff like, this up. It's a fantastic movie, but it's all, and it's also wonderful as an example of representation, mm-hmm. right? There are all these beautiful stories. Finally, the of, rock. Finally, the rock got a role. Well, thank God he was. <laughs> rock he and needs roll. The, he needs the work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where's my bell? Merry Christmas. (laughs) God bless us, everyone.